You're listening to Adam RMD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy. The underground comics of the late 60s and the early 70s are usually not given the recognition they deserve. These comics are easily dismissed due to their preoccupation with sex, drugs, violence, more sex, and, well, just about any taboo topic one can imagine. Fuck yeah. At a glance, some artists seem to revel in the levels of depravity they could imagine and then commit to paper. Yes. And, in some cases, this is quite possibly true. After all, these comics weren't burdened by censorship. The creators were free to express whatever they desired without needing to fear the restrictions of an editor or a publisher. The only censor was their own imagination and sense of taste. Fuck yeah. These underground comics were an actual artistic movement within the medium. Like most worthwhile movements, it was rooted in rebellion. On the surface, they appeared to revel in sex and drugs, but they were also about being anti-authoritarian and anti-establishment. It was undeniably inspired by the counterculture movement of the era, but equally, the undergrounds were a response to the repressive nature of comic books in general. The movement demanded and epitomized total creative freedom for the talent involved. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for joining me tonight. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We're gonna do the cartoonish you should fucking know episode. We as in me and Mike Diana. Maybe he's stoned, I'm not. I'm still waiting for my fucking weed. What the fuck, Steve-O? Anyway. <laughs> Holy shit. I do the whole episode not baked, but you'll enjoy it anyway, because it's wonderful. We use the Circle Jerks, because we dropped Sean Carey on there, and she's definitely one of my favorite underground cartoonists that ever lived. Who did the art for Circle Jerks, Bad Brains, Germs. We're going to go into that. We're going to talk about S. Clay Wilson. We're going to talk about a bunch of motherfuckers that are alive and dead. But mainly dead. You might as well whistle past the graveyard. <laughs> I think that's what Hawk said to Dale Cooper. Maybe we should just whistle while we walk past the graveyard. <laughs> well, wherever they're at, they're fucking still drawing, I'll tell you that. Hey, man, we're going to hit 100 episodes before fucking March 30th, if I'm lucky. I think this makes episode fucking 90. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I love this shit. Give me that bitch around last! Welcome back to Adam Air MDGD. Underground cartoon therapy. And, uh,. Strap it on, dildos. We're about to fucking blast off on a psychedelic hell ride. Smoke it up. Make sure it's not too strong of an indica. You'll end up passing out. And I know you will, because I've seen you do it. Falling asleep with that cigarette in your hand, motherfucker.
Sounds good, Jackson. Hey, there you be. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. All right, I'm going to count three. One, two, three. All right, guys. Okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the fucking radio show, you fucking dildo. No, I'm fucking... Uh-huh. Ah! Russ said I needed to be a nicer, more chipper guy earlier, so... I'm going to try to do that Damn on the show. Damn skippy, asshole. <laughs> good. Good. Okay. All right, good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, grandma's cooking. <laughs> no one ate my grandma's cooking. <laughs> you getting this? <laughs> it's on FBI files for the most wanted, disgusting thing in the world. And that's where we found <laughs> Russ two weeks later was in the Hudson River, floating tops, right. topside. Yeah. My grandmother's cooking so terrible, it's on the X-Files. Drinking non-alcoholic Clamato. <laughs> <laughs> so what, I'm going straight edge. Kiss my ass. Clamato Vampiro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm hanging out with good friends Mike Diana tonight. I got Russ McKinney from Squat That Motherfucker. Go back and listen to that episode, guys. I think that's season two, episode 35 or something like that. I remember that. Yep, that's Russ. And then I got Steve-O coming in with my fucking weed here and about two lambs of a shake's tail. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Because yours truly has not been smoking right. Uh Uh-uh. It's so difficult to get fucking weed in New York. It's like, why? It's crazy. I got to connect after tonight, though. That's the good news. Because Steve, I was like, well, you've already spent 200 bucks with me in three weeks. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, that's about right. So, now I can just go over to the Connects house. And I told him, hey, just look out for the honky with the stripes on his head. I got to be the only white motherfucker that looks like this in the Bronx. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Much less the world. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the show, guys. That was the icebreaker. Welcome to the Fallen Ones. We're going to talk about starting with uh, S. Clay Wilson, because S. Clay Wilson was a hero of ours that passed away last week. Is that correct? Was that when that was? So. Probably was a week ago, or a week and a half ago, or time kind too of flying. Soon. Yeah, it's just too soon, man. And uh, there was the, uh, he was the creator of the Checkered Demon. Yep. Captain Pissgums. And other uh, X-rated childhood favorites that you weren't supposed to read, but you did anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember just seeing like one of the Checker Demons, maybe. Guy sends this big black guy out the window or something, you know, and his dick slams right into the little old lady, I think. <laughs> And then slams on the ground and his dick all broken up with his balls, testicles hanging out by a string. And, you know, he's like, 
I broke my dick. <laughs> Something like that. Old lady's just demolished. Wow. I mean, it was definitely, you know, I would say the only one that was like kind of equal in a way was Greg Irons. You know, lost him. Really. Yeah, that one. That was Would a that was a loss. Well, I did read that the seventies. I thought he died like in eighty, in early eighties, oh, maybe. Right. He was in Bangkok. He was crossing the road. He was looking the wrong way, and he got hit by a bus. Yeah, it's that easy. Yeah. It was that fucking easy. All this talent, and the guy, <laughs> the guy who created the Fillmore poster concert explosion, basically. Yeah, he was responsible. And I did read the book, uh, You Call This Art, which came out of Fanagraphics back in uh, 2007, I think. I think it was like 2007. But it gives a pretty good, uh, if you guys ever get a chance to, not to pimp off Fanagraphics, but go back and listen to that episode, the Underground Cartoon Therapy episode with our buddy Larry. Uh, who uh, is the talisman, basically, for fanographics in Seattle. And uh, he pimped off that book. I actually bought my copy uh, at uh, some bookshop next to Cantor's on Col- or uh, Fairfax uh, in Hollywood. Mm. Oh, wow. But, but anyway, yeah, read that book, guys, and go back and listen to that episode. Go do everything I tell you. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of Zap Comics, which changed the medium forever. This is Patrick Rosencrantz. Look it up on YouTube. S. Clay Wilson is one of the boldest and baddest artists who ever lived. His visions of mayhem, deviancy, dismemberment, and sheer levels of obscenity are unsurpassed. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) No shit. I don't know. I mean, he was that far into saying, I'm doing my version of it. I don't know, I think every artist does, you know, has his own take on it. I don't think there's anything new under the sun. It's like just a, re- a reconfiguration of stuff, you know. Alright, here's one from uh, Greg Irons. Check this shit out. Guy who did Slow Death. One of my favorite fucking underground comics of all time. Alright, I'll shut the fuck up. Here's my cartoon. Here we go. I got turned on to the old DC comics by Gary Arlington. He gave me a pile of them, about 25 of them. So then I wanted to get some more. So I would go and read the EC comics from off the wall. And they were really off the wall. Gary had this great idea for a horror book, and he had the title. So he had this great piece of paper that had skull written on the top in ballpoint pen. And it had a little square where the picture was supposed to go. I just instantly had this vision looking at this paper of the first uh, cover of the first skull. So I rushed right home and drew it. And took it back to Gary Arlington. He said, oh boy. And (laughs) and I rushed home and did this story. And Gary was the force, you know. Gary was the big pal. Who inspired you the most, Mike, when you were growing up? Well... I mean, my first influence was probably those horror head tattoos. That was like 1975, 76. 
Remember those horror heads? It was like the kind you wet them and it transfers to your skin. Oh, yeah. The monster heads, you know. Yep. And they had like... I have a set of them. You know, you hold them to the light because it's hard to see them unless you like use them. But I put those all over me and I drew my own monster heads and I asked my mom and dad, I'm like, hey, send these to the company. Maybe they can use them, you know. And they had this kind of look on their faces I couldn't understand at the time, and I know now, you know, well. They were like, well, we're going to send these crayon monster drawings to the company. <laughs> you know, that's not going to happen. But right. I was influenced to draw my own monsters, basically, is what it was. And, um, of course, when you get older, you need something more harder stuff. And I went to, like, the EC reprints that I could find. I was into those, and then... When I discovered Undergrounds and I was like 14, 15 years old, I was trying to get as many Undergrounds as I could. And um, that's really when I got to like read S. Clay Wilson's comics, you know, like so Greg Irons and Wilson were both good influence, big influence on me. I guess especially S. Clay Wilson because something about his ink work, you know, like the lines and everything. And... Um, you know, it had his art was really good, but also it gave you this kind of feeling like, well, maybe I could do something like that, you know. Yeah. And that's how I felt with Rory Hayes because his stuff was even more crude and more like a flatness to it. Um, but Wilson, you know, you just I would sit there and like study pages and like the big pages that he would draw with all that violence and stuff going on. You know, oh yeah. Like, um, Pornography. Kind of anything quite like it, you know? He was out there, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, somebody like Basil Wolverton, you know, is his name. Oh, God. That's like Wilson. Is the same caliber. Who who was the name that you just threw out a few seconds ago? Rory Hayes? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Now, what what did he do real fast? Uh, the Boogeyman comics, you know, like this kind of scary teddy bear thing. Oh, yeah. I guess I do remember those. Yeah, 69, 70, I mean, those old days. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah, <clears throat> it was interesting, you know, <clears throat> those crazy times. I think, uh, you know, for me, S. Clay Wilson kind of scared me in a way. And it was like the best kind of scary kind of way. Yeah. There was a couple times Robert Williams did that to me too. Uh, specifically with Coochie Cootie. But, uh... Oh, yeah. You know, his shit's just so goddamn fine line. And right. S. Clay Wilson had more of a darker... It was still fine line, but... It was a different kind of line, and I don't even know how to describe it because I never really saw anybody else draw like Wilson, you know, or Robert Williams for that matter. But you know, uh, you know, any of those uh, last gasp guys, you know, and S. Clay Wilson definitely was part of the fucking last gasp crew, working with Ron Turner, who also passed away. not that long ago. Spain Rodriguez passed away. 
Oh, yeah. And I got to talk to him on the phone. I thought it was like 2006 or seven or somewhere around there. Oh, wow. It was right around when I did that show with Mark Bodie and Steve Leva that we were just talking about. Uh, huh. That San Francisco show. And right. I, I remember like... I was drawing for a, a, an underground comic book newspaper called Mad Happies. And I was working for this guy, John Eric, or whatever. And we went and did the uh, Last Gaps uh, Christmas party. And every Christmas, you could go down off of like 4th and Mission or whatever to the Last Gas plant. And you could go into the party for free. They give you a free book when you come in. You could pick uh, uh, whatever book you wanted. Right. And then that was uh, that was cool as fuck, you know. And then I got to meet Trina Robbins. She totally ridiculed me for being a man for about an hour. And then, uh, <laughs> right. And then I smoked a nice. joint with Gilbert Shelton. Oh wow! That was awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> Yep, he was like, yeah, I just got done hanging out with Jello Biafra. I can't remember what he said. I don't know what he said. Right. You know, some shit. And then, uh, somebody. But you know, you know what I thought was cool about what happened with you and me was when we got published on that Hippie Comics two years ago, which was weird, two years ago now. But, uh, yeah. S. Clay Wilson is on Hippie Comics. Oh, yeah. So we were definitely on the same platform. That's with, amazing. Did you realize that? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> and S. Clay Wilson, Robert Williams, R. Crumb, Spain Rodriguez. I thought it was like, you know, they put out a couple reissues of Trash Man, which was fucking awesome. I love that. I remember that. Oh, God. When I was a kid... You know, and I was reading Trash Man, Spain Rodriguez really inspired Libra. Go back and listen to that episode, man. That was my take on a more uh, vigilante style. Trash Man definitely is a vigilante. It's awesome, you know. Uh, it really inspired me. I'm going to shut the fuck up listen to this shit. Check this out. Agent of the Sixth International. Trash Man. You know, my mother always tried to put me in a better class of people, which I never got along with. So, you know, I just had an inherent sense. It's funny, when I was a kid, I kind of didn't like rich people. Hmm. I, I don't know what, what, why that was, but it's kind of, it's kind of bad attitude. <laughs> Crash man manages to get up on the balcony and mow down all of the plutocrats who are dining on human flesh. <laughs> The dreadful scene of human carnage has already begun to weigh heavy on his mind. But in a world where the enslaver's hand is masked by the guise of a law and order, the only law and the only order is the primal instinct to survive as free men. Trash man must carry on the struggle to fight the oppressor. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Trash man means ego, obviously. Yeah, it's a kind of a finger in the face of a bourgeois, which he just despises so deeply, the whole bourgeois, you know, <laughs> hypocritical.
the sensibility. That was just the best. But yeah, we were on the same. Uh, we were on the same deal, Mikey. Yeah, I remember that. It's incredible, really. I know. And to be on there, just so that close to the mark before losing him is yeah pretty ridiculous. And he was a great fucking guy. I never knew him to be. I never knew him. But I, anything that I ever read out of those old underground comic books was uh, pure uh, violence and pornography. Yeah. It was really great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> it's the good stuff. It's the good stuff. And I've had a couple of comic book artists, not too many, on the show, but, you know, we had uh, Carlo Quispe. Oh, yeah. We had uh, uh, Joe B. Hill uh, on the Antichrist of Comics episode. Go back and listen to that guy. That's a really good episode. It got hardly any play, man. I couldn't believe it. <clears throat> but that's a great episode. Well. He's not at the underground classics like you and I, but they he definitely did the X-rated shit. Well, yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. Remember? And I got an episode with both Tim and Tim V. Hill and Joe V. Hill lined up, guys. So the Faust episode will be in the works at some point for all the Faust fans out there. Tonight, we're taking a look more at the guys who have passed away, though. Um, the guys who put their blood, sweat, and tears into these pages over the years in order to formidably corrupt our minds. Uh-huh. And they they did such a wonderful job, man. You know. What was the first underground comic you remember reading? Oh, God. That's a funny story. Yep. This is the time. <laughs> When I was 13, you know, my friend had a book, probably 12, he had his book. Relative gave him about the history of comics. Yeah. And it had underground comics in there. Part of it. And my God, I mean, I was looking at little Robert Crumb drawings, you know, in a book, it's smaller to use your own printings full page, but. They had a couple of them where they printed a whole comic, and I was amazed then. But it wasn't until I ordered from Heavy Metal Magazine. Remember Heavy Metal Illustrated? Oh, yeah, for sure. I got that at the newsstand, and then they had an ad in there selling an underground comic grab bag from Kitchen Sink Press. Oh, yeah. So I signed it saying I was 18, even though I wasn't. Get the grab bag, you know. I didn't make the connection at the time that Second Kitchen Sink Press was Dennis Kitchen, you know, underground artist. Became he was an artist and then he was a publisher. Yep. Um, so the stack of comics just randomly selected, I guess. The first one on stack was Bizarre Sex. I don't remember the issue number, but it had a Dennis Kitchen cover, and it was the dick coming through the sidewalk, you know. Oh. <laughs> the New York City street and the people screaming or whatever. <laughs> a 
giant mutant dick, you know, and it said awesome. sex, and I was like, oh my god. I kind of remember you know? that, yep. And then I think there was like, you know, some other like, you could tell it was an old stock, and they just put new stickers on it, because instead of 50 cents, it was a dollar, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, they were still selling like old stock they had, so I thought that was interesting. And eventually, I just started, like, scouring, you know, at the time, they had these, like, comic book catalogs, these newsprint catalogs you could get, and just look through them, and they maybe had the underground section or whatever. And, like, Fantagore, remember Fantagore? I used to get those, and, like... Fantagore was awesome. Any any stuff, Skull Comics, you know, Fever Dreams, I mean, I like the Corbin covers, because they were so, you know airbrush looking or however he did that oh yeah i got all the checker demons you know jay lynch stuff that's another guy we lost jay lynch jay lynch and also Damn. featured on your movie uh the trial of mike diana go check that out guys yep that's worth your fucking weight in fucking gold and mold all right here's a sample from jay lynch real fast from a remote town in upstate new york Jay Lynch continues to draw funny bubblegum cards for Topps Chewing Gum. Also from Patrick Rosencrantz. I did the whole first series, so they were 60 or 80 in that. I'm just always doing them, or something related to them. And then there's Garbage Pail Kids, too. <laughs> Fucking A. Let's get some juice here and see what he says here. Satire wasn't an industry, you know, there was no Saturday Night Live or anything, so mm -hmm. everyone that we made uh, fun of would immediately sue to protect the trademark. <laughs> they, they made wacky pack postcards. And I did a comic book of this character. Collected the fuck out this of some wacky packs. One of the wacky packs coming up. <laughs> anyway. This is the pencil that I trade. Jay Lynch, legend. Check it out on Mike Diana's fucking... Oh. ...archives to the Billy Ireland Cartoon Library and Museum at Ohio State University, where it will be preserved for the ages. All right, all right. Well, it's all here. Of course, you know where. He started out early. When he was a young lad in Florida, he met other teens who shared his interest in drawing funny stuff, including mm. his lifelong friend Art Spiegelman, who later worked as a novelty designer at Topps and hired Lynch to draw many of their card series. Behind yeah, garbage pail kids. Miami and early early on. He he and his parents came to Miami on vacation. Art was fourteen. Huh. And I was like sixteen. I wow. Guess. Art called me on the phone and said, I don't know if you want to talk to me, I'm only fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> so with also uh, George Romero. Oh God, not him. <laughs> I know. Why would he lose all these motherfuckers, man? Shouldn't he come up alive as a zombie? I mean, if anyone would. <laughs> you know. Pennsylvania under attack. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It would be great. I I I I I I almost want to make a comic book about it. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, like or at least a short story about George Romero. Fuck it. All right, guys. I didn't write all these fucking movies just so you could lay around. <laughs> it's time to eat some brains. Yeah, exactly. 
I don't. I don't remember the first uh, under. I don't remember the name of the first underground comic I read. To be honest, and it was like an anthology almost with a bunch of guys that were like artists for National Lampoon. I think, you know, like oh. Bobby London, uh, some other motherfuckers. But I remember this one particular story that. Stuck out in my head about this nerd who marries this hot ass chick, and he's gonna bang her on her on their wedding night, you know. And this guy's he has the he's the invisible man. He's like looking through the window. He's like, I'm gonna have some fun with this guy. So he's got the chick bent over, you know. She can't see. She's got the wedding dress, you know, pulled down in front of her, and the guy's ready to rump her. And the fucking uh, <laughs> invisible man comes in and knocks the dude out and takes over wow. and fucks the shit out of her. And then by the time the nerd is uh, come to, you know, the guy, the invisible man slips out and the nerd's like, are you ready, honey? And she's like, you ready to go again? She, he's like, again. Right. And he sticks his fucking little, you know, needle dick in there. And she's like, is that all you got? Come on, give me what you got before. <laughs> oh, God. And he's like, I'm already up to my balls. Oh, my fucking Christ. That was some shit right out of fucking, you know. Uh, it That was the one that I was like, I don't understand what just happened, but I know I want to draw shit like this. <laughs> yeah. For the rest of my life. Exactly. And then I, Good. you know. The old man had Zap number zero with uh, the guy from his character getting the socket plugged in on his dick oh, on the right. cover, which was fucking awesome. And, uh, you know, I don't think kids understand Crumb now. And we were talk- kind of talking about that earlier. I don't want to yeah. down Crumb. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say, you know, he... Uh, put out some of the greatest shit in the world and by today's standards and politically correct shit it just doesn't fly but ironically his his attack if you will on on white culture uh, in the comics was PC enough and if you didn't get it then you know well That that's that's kind of what the deal is, you know. He was just. I'm not even going to drop the name of the <laughs> any of the comics he did. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I still thought it was just kind of a ridiculous thing to just chuck out history just because you don't fucking you know agree with art history specifically, just because you well, don't yeah. agree, you know. Um, you don't have to agree, and you're supposed to kind of be repulsed when you read these books. Oh, yeah. That's kind of the point. They're looking at him, and they're like, hey, it's, I don't like this. i got to get rid of this. <laughs> <laughs> Something nuts. I don't know, man. You know, that you've been in trouble, I've been in trouble. All the underground comic book artists that were worth a shit, it seems like they got in some kind of trouble. Yeah. And the ones that have passed, you know, they can't... They're not here to, to you know, 
to see what's going on, but we really could use that kind of fusion right about now again. Oh, yeah. Of a collective of motherfuckers that are just out of their goddamn minds like you and I are. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I just don't yeah, see it. Who would we lose? Dropping like flies. Oh, no. Howard Cruz. Oh, Howard. The Bazooka Joe master. Is that where he's from? Yep. I had no idea. I looked it up. Springville, Alabama. Huh. Um, but you know, he did some of those Bazooka Joe comics where he wasn't credited. Uh-huh. I met him a couple times at conventions. You know, he was a nice one. and All he wanted to do was talk about his LSD experiences in the 60s, you know. I mean, he was like down to earth. He's like, man, this time I used to trip on acid and all this stuff. You know, he was somewhat political, so, you know, it wasn't good, but he died of cancer in, uh, I believe it was November 2019. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. Lost another one. There was a guy I wanted... No one really knows about him unless you lived in Colorado at a certain time or whatever. But there was a cat named Adam Adamowitz. And I just thought he was this great comic book motherfucker, man. Just did some cool-ass underground shit. Really? Yeah. Send me some of that. I'm going to get a hold of it. I got a friend uh, who used to... I'm going to have him on a show a little later on, guys. His name's uh, Nick Plummer. And uh, he's a comic book artist. And, um, does some pretty fucked up <laughs> weirdo strips, but, uh, he worked with Adam Adamowitz. Uh, Nick, also a fucking awesome, uh, underground motherfucker who also worked for Modern Drunkard magazine back in the day and shit like that. Um, you know, there's a couple guys I remember that never made it. They never made it by that qualification of standards of what we call making it, you know? Yeah. Uh, which, when you're underground, is kind of a fucking oxymoron. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, I used to even buy that shit. I was like, I gotta make it, I gotta make it. I still right. will say it. The, today, you know, these days, I'm like, no, I'm gonna become rich and famous so I can legally decimate all my enemies when I'm rich and famous. Yeah. <laughs> legally decimate. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, and I've had people say, hey, you must be a miserable motherfucker. I'm like, have you ever read my shit? Uh, you would know that was true already. You wouldn't have to fucking point out the obvious. I probably still get more pussy than they do. Uh, <laughs> definitely. You know? Groundola. Tr chicks like the bad guys. What can I tell you? The bad boys of underground art, definitely... You know, who else died? Uh, Who's that? Bitigo, Bitigo. What was her name? The female cartoonist. Oh, Sean Carey. Yep. Circle Jerks, Bad Brains, Germs, Cartoons Magazine. She did all your favorite Circle Jerks fucking drawings, including the Skank and Joe character himself. Yep. Remember Hustler? They used to have the most tasteless cartoon. Oh, yeah. 
I remember once she had one of those and it was the winner. Really? It was of a, um, yeah, it was a nice drawing. I have to try and find it. I never knew that. It was a like a guy at a gas station getting the restroom key, and you know, they put like the joke is you put a big key ring on so it doesn't get taken or whatever. So the key ring is like a dead cat, and then like all this other stuff, maybe like a dead rat tied to it or whatever. <laughs> and the guy, you know, the gas station attendant guy is like, well, at least it keeps people from, ste people from stealing the key. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal, really, because it's just like, oh. But it looks like something that could have been a Mad Magazine. Not, you know, it's not even like, but it was still good, you know. That was her so style. Was, yeah. Yeah. She was great. I had such a crush on her, man. But oh yeah, we all did. I was way too young. She was already in her like twenties when I was like, you know, thirteen, fourteen, listening to Circle Jerks and shit. Yeah. But oh yeah, that's where I got my technique on how to draw women's eyes was from Sean Carey. I thought about that before. I wondered. And I, I have this rabbit uh, chick that I draw. Her name is Aisle. And to this day, she still has Sean Carey eyes. <laughs> and it's really off this one T-shirt uh, with these punks in a Catholic schoolroom and the nuns pointing at the chalkboard, and it says circle jerks on the chalkboard. But there's this one little girl in the corner, and she's got one eye closed and one eye open, and I just love the way that she looks so much that I ended up, uh, you know, adapting the eyes at least. Oh, good for you. Thanks. Hey, how we do that. go for the best, man. You, know? you see something, you got to use it, you know, that's how it, what it's about. And if they have passed and you're using it, there's no greater homage. Yeah, exactly. I found this thing online. I uh, couldn't find a video or a sample necessarily of Sean Carey, but I did find a quote from her, and it's based off that flyer I was just talking about from the Circle Jerks in 1981. And she said, uh, she said this, I've never gotten the same thrill out of having one of my cartoons printed in a magazine as much as seeing one of my old flyers. Something I did for a punk gig the week before, laying in the gutter. Seeing it all mashed and dirty thrilled me because that's how I was living too. It looked exactly like my life. And that's a quote from artist Sean Carey. You know, I mean, people, what gets annoying when uh, people try to pass off themselves as geniuses for a certain things that they took, you know, that's what Oh my god. You know. <laughs> I mean, you gotta talk about your influences and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but even, you know, the, the book, um, Willy Wonka, Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. There's a movie I saw, Billy Cantor movie. Is that his name? You know, as some actor. Probably. We'll just go with probably for 300. <laughs> yeah. He had a movie where, um, I don't know if it was the 30s or what, it's an old movie. 
And there's a whole scene that looks like something could have been out of Willy Wonka, you know, like giant ice cream cones, just like all these kids. Mm. And they're screaming for ice cream. We want ice cream. We want ice cream. And, you know, they're like feeding the kids candy and all this stuff. And I think you probably saw that movie as a kid. Maybe you didn't even remember, you know. Because there's a lot of that imagery in uh, Willy Wonka. Just straight up taken, huh? Mm, I mean, at least the idea of it, you know. I mean, I've never seen anything similar to Willy Wonka except this one scene in this movie, you know. He probably saw it when he was a kid or something, you know. Who knows? I got a goofy question I'm just going to ask you on the air, I guess. Uh, Is William Stout Wallywood, or are those two different guys? It's two different guys. Okay. So, William Stout, he did... Remember Wizards? Oh, okay, yeah. Cartoon Wizards. Like, he did that, and he was on the... Uh, he actually did, like, the storyboards, I believe, and the sketches for the monsters in Return of the Living Dead. Mm, that's pretty cool. Even, like, the skull, you know, when the skull comes up, and it's like, do you want to party? Oh, yeah. Which looks like crap. I mean, it looks like... (laughs) You can see the wire in his jaw. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you watch the Blu-ray, I believe it is, or maybe even the DVD, they had, like, the making of, and you see William Stout there, and uh, his drawing of that image, you know, was beautiful. Like that skeleton popping out with all the maggots or whatever. That's fucking wonderful. And then they said they were all disappointed when they saw what ended up being, you know. But even his drawings of the oil zombies, you know, he did a good drawing of that. And I guess really they never used drawings for anything. I don't know. Huh. Should have, like, used them on a poster. I don't know. Um, yeah, I never was sure if Wally Wood was using a a different name because he was drawing so much mainstream shit, but that makes sense. Oh my god, you know what else? We what did a- lose someone else. Who? Corbin. Oh, no. oh shit. Didn't we? We were just, me- I mentioned him earlier, I think he's gone. Really? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh. I mean, God will strike me down if it's not true. <laughs> well... We got plenty of strikes against us already, so. (laughs) Exactly. I think why I asked about William Stout and Wally Wood was my favorite single one-issue standalone underground comic was Bicentennial Grossouts from 1976. It's got the William Stout cover. I believe that was in that first grab bag, too, that I got. Oh, God, I love that fucking book. I think that was one that had a good amount of them or something. You just threw it in every grab bag. Cover alone and just, like, blow you away. Oh, yeah, man. And then Wally Wood's in it. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. That's why I got confused a little. All right, here's a sample of uh, William Stout, and then I'll try to find one of Wally Wood. This is off of uh, Anthony's... Comic Channel. Hey, we're here with the inimitable William Stout. 
the greatest dinosaur artist ever. And the man that was uh, nice enough to do a specific commission for me, I don't know, 20 years ago that I still use as my logo. Heck yeah. Oh, right hell yeah. I owe you some royalties again. <laughs> Every year I see you, I got to pay you something. Let me reach for you got it. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll, I mean, I tried to give you some business. Um, look at this. This is Kong Skull Island. Brand new. Did oh, wow. Um, the producer, Holy shit. Uh, bought a really nice Motherfucker's still going at it. Had some of that money. Well, he's not passed away, but... He's definitely a cartoonist, you should fucking know. Okay, let's get a Wally Wood sample. Our internet connection is so important. We're working from home, school from home, <coughs> dating from home. If I had to do it all over again, I would cut my hands off. Wally Wood. <laughs> and just like that, one of the brightest stars in comics went dark. Yeah. Wally Wood wasn't just another Golden Age comic book artist. He was the first superstar artist. Before him, there were people like Will Eisner, C.C. Beck, and Bob Kane. Hmm. But the fandom and reverence for Wally Wood went to another level. Yeah, the motherfucker was a fucking crazy, crazy, insane, awesome artist. Just cartoonist. Well, if you heard enough, I was always wondering, because it was kind of like that Anton oh, yeah, Anton true. Dreck who does uh, Wendy yeah. White Bread Undercover Slut and yeah. uh, Forbidden Frankenstein. And uh, yeah. But he turned around and he had a different name, and I can't remember what his ma mainstream name was. Mm, I can't remember now. He has a mainstream name, though, that he does Megaton Man under. And that's gone too. I don't know. Don Simpson. That was his mainstream name. Yeah. So Anton Dreck is his underground, and Don Simpson was his mainstream real name, probably, or some bullshit. Mm -hmm. But he's still around, so fuck that guy. No. <laughs> right. We're only talking about dead guys here. <laughs> And soon we'll be maggot meat too, motherfuckers. Oh God. Holy fuck. I just hope they use my skull as a bong, dude. But you know, it's illegal to keep someone's, to keep your relative's skull in the state of New York. I just, I just read that two nights ago. I was like, that's not nice. Eh. They were like, well, I was talking to someone the other day. I was like listening to one of the old Howard Stern radio shows. And some guy was like, hey, Howard, I got my uncle stuffed in my apartment here. He's like, you got your uncle stuffed in your apartment? He's like, yeah, you know, he's taxidermied. He's like, is that fucking legal? And he goes, in the state of New York, it is. Uh. But I went and looked it up, and I don't know if it's a Mandela effect or not, but I don't know. Not to stray, too, not to stray too far, but yeah, I, I, I really do remember that Howard Stern episode and that. You got your dead uncle in your uh, kitchen? That's right, Howard. <laughs> you can hear Robin. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nah, man. I, uh, geez, Louise, man. The, the history of comics, though, man, going back and, and the guys that we lost. Most of the guys from the first uh, generations have passed or they're getting ready to. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but 
especially after the virus, our life expectancy just went down a year. I was watching that on the fucking news tonight. It's like some old fart that I am. But I fucking uh, was watching his all. Your life expectancy has gone down. Yeah. And then black people have lost 2.6 years and white people have lost a year. It's like, huh. what the fuck sense wow. does that make? Right. You know, it's like, well, we shove all the black people in ghettos and shit so they got a better chance of dying. Hmm. And that's what they said on the fucking news tonight, too. I was like, what the fuck? What kind of backwards ass shit are we living in always? Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, dude. It's like I grew up in the fucking ghetto most of the time. Yeah. Or squatted in one. Oh, yeah. Still am. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty much in a squat right now that's being paid for by the city of the Bronx. It's a fucking nice pad, though, dude. Nice. But... Yeah, I don't really know anybody else drawing out here anymore. You know, it's like me, you, Carlo. I I had uh, Jason Shithead on here uh, at the. It was the season finale of uh, season one. Go back and listen to that one, guys. Jason Shithead. I mean, we we kind of had a small spat after recorded, but you know, he's really a great artist. And uh, what happened after you recorded? Oh, well, I'm going to release some dirt. Fuck it. Um, (laughs) I had gone, you got to go all the way back to 2016, way before the show was even a wet dream. Uh, And I had gotten fucked over by the cartoonist named Fly. I don't know if you know her. I went to go fucking try to get some help, finally, and I had already been scared to get help. Still am. But uh, at that time, I had gotten past it. And, you know, I'm turning to fly. She's another underground comic artist like I am. Plus, she's way more popular out here than a lot of other cartoonists. With her peeps, which is brilliant. You know, I'm not going to put her art down. But I'll, I'll say this, that her and some Hell's Angels motherfucker named Dr. Dave Orris fucking decided to go ahead and try to have me instituted in the fucking Bellevue Institute for the Criminally Insane in Manhattan. And, uh... On one end, I was flattered. (laughs) Yeah. And then on another end, I was like, go fuck yourself, bitch. And, uh, you know, so... I could totally tell that Fly had been talking to him after I recorded that show here in the future... And he kind of got sassy with me and said some shit that, hmm, I wonder where you heard that from. <laughs> you know, so. What did you say that he didn't like? I can't even fucking remember. I I just knew, I, all I said to him was, sounds like you've been talking shit. And then I fucking blocked his ass. Good. Yeah, fuck him. I mean, you know, I support the arts and shit, but half these guys that draw underground, I don't like them, dude. Ed Pisker, fuck that guy. Sophie Crumb, fuck that guy. Uh, You know, there's a few of them that I'm like, nah, I'll never fucking mix or mingle with these nuts. You really won't. Nope. You really won't. Nope, I got all the few friends that I got that draw comics. Like Mike Boheme. 
our buddy on Instagram, he's a fucking fantastic fucking cartoonist. Which one? Mike Boheme. Oh, yeah. He does like kind of an old school, uh, the old cats style, you know, or like uh, it almost looks like the old school Felix from the 30s or 40s style, you know. But uh, he's a great guy. I just said, hey, you got to lose the Wacom tablet, dude. <laughs> yeah. Quit drawing on the fu- Do it by hand, motherfucker. Life is short. I hear you writing a letter yeah. to, to the IRS. I'm just making the notes here. What's yep. his name? I'll find him. Don't Boheem. B-O-H-E-E-M. Everybody's got to make a note of these things. Oh, yeah. Look into this stuff, you know, if you don't know what we're talking about. You got a list of motherfuckers just on your Instagram that are like DIY comic yeah. book, you know, guys and, and girls. There's plenty of women doing some offensive comics, guys. Don't, don't flatter yourself, <laughs> you know. And there's plenty of women that are better artists than a lot of men. You've been spotting somewhere. Mm, that's the thing, is trying to date an underground comic artist chick. Oh. It doesn't necessarily work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're always in competition, right? Oh, uh, it's because, yeah, two cartoonists. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I know, it's like knocking heads. Oh, Rust just got done taking a healthy dump. Mm-hmm. Oh. I guess we'll be smelling the waft here shortly. Hopefully, Steve-O gets in here with my Superman weed here shortly. (laughs) Hopefully during the show. (laughs) But uh, anyway, I'm going to have to take a dump after this show, too, because it's just just that exciting. You know, I like John Orlando, too. I'm just going to throw it out there. For a guy that told Stan Lee to go fuck himself, John's all right. He, he died or no? No. Oh. Good. But our careers died after we the three of us put our books out. Uh, that's true. <laughs> you know? Who knows if this shit's going to go away, gang? I fucking don't know. What? The virus. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. We may not. Not to how filthy well, we live. Well, yeah, it's like, yeah, I like fucking with you guys. Nobody's going to start doing what they're supposed to do. Well, as soon as they start, the death tolls will rise again. Yeah. And then they'll be like, now we're under tighter restrictions than we were a year ago. <laughs> Authorities are saying people will stop killing themselves in about 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, it, they won't. And we're fucked. So it's best just to keep drawing, guys, even if it's never going to go anywhere. World's largest raspberry here. But, uh, you know, it's like... I used to draw for all the wrong reasons, too. You know, at one point or another. Oh, I want to make it. I want to get published. I want to do this. Dude, you know what? Just do it yourself. And that's all this fucking show's about. Well, yeah. And that's all you should be about out there in punk rock land. Like me and Mike are. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. Because, you know, like people are like, they have an attitude like, well, I would make rap music if I get a million dollars, you know. Well, you got to do it to have the dream of getting the big time, you know. Oh, yeah. 
It's not, no one's going to come up to you and say, hey, I'm going to pick you to be the next, you know. I mean, a lot of artists, I imagine, they give it up because they don't make it after a certain amount of time and don't get their expectations. Nope. Or something. But you and me, we've been drawn when no one cared, you know, and we're still doing it and we'll keep on doing it no matter what. I can see us just on our deathbed. I just want to be able to draw one last thing before I fucking... One last script. Dude, just yeah. let me pump out a character. I'll, I don't care which one it is. Exactly. Just let me... And then I, I'll go in peace. Yeah. You know, leave one for the record books and be done with it. Yep. And I've caused so much joy and damage in its entirety while I was here. Yeah. I'm happy with everything I've you know, destroyed and created. Yeah. You know. Just like an underground comic book god should. Uh-huh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> As we sit at the Council of the Gods tonight, join joining me and Mike Diana here as we bless the the dead creators of the underground comic world. You know, um there's a lot that have passed, man. I I always liked uh Bud Green, back in the, or what was his name? Was his name, his last name was Green, the black dude? Mm. He was awesome. I I thought his name was Bud Green, but maybe that's the Reverend. Maybe, probably. I don't know. Anyway, that guy was awesome. I'm going to have to look that up. I'll throw a note at the end of the, I'll leave a list of all the underground dead comic book artists at the end of the show, gang. Yeah, we got to do that. Yep. There'll be a tribute list. Cartoonist, you should fucking know. Yeah. Shit, I'll fucking go through the motherfucking... Yeah, man. I, you know, I mean, there's a lot of good people. I know. When, what about the next generation? You know what I mean? Will there even be one? Yeah. I think that's where I was kind of going with the... The virus is not going away, gang. Well, yeah, that's right. You know, used to the new stuff. I I do want I you know we got some friends out there, some younger friends that are underage. I'd have them on the show, even, uh, but they're too young, and I yeah. I can't do it because I want them to be able to speak speak freely, but I can't violate the eighteen and. The 18 and over crowd, you know, or with putting younger, even though these younger guys that we're friends with, you got to admit, man, they're fucking more demented than yeah. <laughs> we ever were in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, and that's awesome. I'm happy about that, you know? Yeah. You know. Definitely. I mean, that's how it should be. Yep. Look what they have to live with now. Oh, yeah. And, guys, if you ever want to go back and uh, and look at an archival page of great fucking artists, um, cartoonists that you should fucking know, one day I'm going to talk Mike Diana here into doing the live action or the live radio cartoonists you should fucking know. But that's what we're going to call this episode, I think. It's going to be the cartoonist you should fucking know episode. That sounds good. 
I so, think so. That's not why bad. Not? Yeah, why not? You know? Yeah. Matt, uh, I thought uh, Majory uh, Henderson, who did Little Lulu back in the uh, 40s and shit, uh-huh. she was fucking underground as fuck and just oh. very underrated. You know? Yeah, definitely. Lil Lulu was awesome, man. I, you, you know? Yeah, I used to like that. Just some underground. I mean, I still like it. Mm-hmm. Here, let me plug this charger in. Cartoon. Oh, yeah. It was one, I guess, like in the 50s or whatever. Ralph Steadman. Yeah. He did some pretty good shit. Fear and Loathing. Did some Ramones drawings. Oh, wow. Remember that guy? I kind of. If I see those images, I'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to refresh myself now and then. And then we got, uh, who else am I looking up here? Obviously, Jack Kirby was never underground, but was way <laughs> underground. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean... Jack Kirby. And then there was uh, Mr. Rand, who did Harold Head. Oh, yeah. He's gone. He definitely was one of my favorite fucking cartoonists, man. I mean... Is like Rand the, Holmes? Rand Holmes. And what about this one? This is going to get you by the boo-boo. Okay, let's... Oh, shit, I just lost it. <laughs> Somebody else that passed away. Shit. There's a lot of them. I think in between these segments, you know, I'm, I'm going to put little samples of people, you know, of guys, men and women, you know, talking about their cartoon, underground cartooning careers back in the day. I can't believe we're coming to the end of the fucking hour. That was fast, huh? Weak, no. <laughs> that was weak, dude. That was a. We- I want more. God damn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of that guy's name. I just thought of it and I lost it. Bastards. I know. Uh, it was one that once you hear, you're gonna be like, oh yeah. Uh huh. Mm. Oh yeah. You know who it is? Who is it? Al Jaffe. Oh shit. <sighs> Snappy answers to stupid questions. Every single Mad Folden. Every fucking every, Mad Folden. You never missed an issue. Woo! Imagine that, like, you know. He was awesome. Yeah. Just amazing. I always liked his little swirls that he put in things. Yeah. He had these little swirls that he put in people's noses or, yeah. <laughs> or some I love shit. That. And they always look like they're kind of drunk, you know? (laughs) (laughs) They probably were. Yeah, they were. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, remember the fucking... uh, uh, That's like an American icon, you know? To me, that's like Norman Rockwell or something. Hell, yeah. Hmm. Well... If you guys want to do more investigation, I, I welcome you to the abandoned 
cartoonish you should fucking know page on Facebook because I think the incredible Mr. Limpet shit was the last thing I put on there from like MGM and then that was the end of it. Uh, you know? Mr. Limpet. The incredible Mr. Limpet. And a shout out to Von Bodie. Uh, who was also someone who really encouraged me when through Heavy Metal magazine and uh, a few other resources. Mark oh, wow. Mark Bodie uh, uh, is the son of Von Bodie, and we lost Kim Deitch last year too. That's who else? Oh my God! Remember that? Really, I forgot about that. Yep, I I just remembered. And, uh, but, yep, those guys, Kim Deitch, Von Bodie, and, uh... So when we hang up, we're going to remember a bunch. Yeah, you know, it's just like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. That's how it goes, right? Raving Pettibone. I guess no, he's still alive, right? He might be alive. I don't know. He'll never die, that one. Nah. Outlive all of us. Nope, Trina Robbins still alive too. God damn it! No. <laughs> yeah. Ed Roth. The good ones. Ratfink. Is he gone? Oh yeah. When was that? Uh, it was right before he turned Mormon. And I remember that. Like like eighties. Yep. They even have an Ed Roth day, or they had they still have Ed Roth days in Utah every year. That's nice. Uh huh. All right, guys. There's a shit meter bomb. Oh, God. We're down to our last fucking five, huh? God damn it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one, though. Biff Naked. Crank out the best. She's still alive. Edward Gorey. Oh, wow. He's gone. He was a famous cartoon. Everybody loved his little team shit. And, uh... The guy, uh, Gayhan Wilson, who drew for Playboy. Jack Cole, who created Plastic Man and the, it was the first Playboy cartoonist. But yeah. you gotta be, you gotta remember the first guy, the first cartoonist for Playboy was actually Hugh Hefner. Well, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. And uh, Hugh Hefner got Playboy started off of funny books. Oh yeah. And a lot of people don't necessarily know that. I don't know if I remembered that. Mm-hmm. That was a definite... And then Hilda Terry. Oh, yeah. And she was awesome. Back in the day. Oh, God. Very good. You know. Marjane's, uh Satrapi was an Italian-born French graphic novelist. Oh. I guess she's still alive. Fuck her. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know when you die. We'll talk about yeah, that. when you die, we can talk. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're all getting off on the fucking death here. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, I'm getting a second shit alarm. I, I don't even know why I... God damn. They're giving me two alarms now. I guess they really want us to wrap this fucking show up before we die. So... <laughs> we'll 
we gave it a good shot. Hey, we did the best we could. And we did a good job, Mike. I appreciate you having you on the show tonight. Thank you, man. Definitely. Always. It's always a pleasure. Not a problem. Always. And uh, to all you guys specifically on Earth, keep going underground. <laughs> and don't knock the yeah. underground. And my last, yeah. my last little story is about Brennan Burford, the guy who is the kingpin for fucking... All the Sunday comics, you know, Flash Gordon, Popeye, Betty Boop. Hmm. And I actually I actually had a happy accident with that dude where I ended up getting a dirty martini in Midtown in Hell's Kitchen. Oh, what happened there? Uh, I told him that I was an underground cartoonist, and he goes, it's a, it's a small world. He goes, I, I run all the Sunday strips, and my mouth dropped, you know. And he, I was like, Jesus Christ, oh. what are the chances, you know. And he was like, but you know what? Don't knock the underground. Because if I could go underground and draw some filthy shit, and this is what the guy told me straight up. He said, I fucking would. I'd leave the Sunday strips in a minute. So guys, out there, gang, girls, guys, gang, whatever you are, pronouns, keep drawing. And fuck a Wacom tablet. Don't. Keep drawing. <laughs> Just draw by hand, motherfucker, you lazy dicks. All right. Fucking love y'all. <laughs> I'm going to call the cremator and go rub one out. No, I mean, uh, um, I'm going <laughs> to... I know, I love her. She's going to have her own episode here coming up. We're going to record this weekend. So the cremator episode, guys. And until then, keep your uh, boots on and don't knock them where the sun don't shine. And uh, <laughs> always marry the mortician. That's what they say oh, in the business. Oh. Oh. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. I'm out of here. You out of here, Mike? Yep. All right. Till next time, Mon. All right, Mon. want to thank you. and <laughs> I want to fucking thank you guys for joining me and Mike, Diana, Mr. Boy and Angel, and uh, Mr. Hell for Leather here. I'm glad I could fucking bust some shit out for you almost 3 o'clock in the fucking morning. Mike's been asleep for eight hours now. <laughs> I want to thank all the fallen cartoonists that served in America the most degrading fucking place that you could ever be a fucking cartoonist second only to be in a cum scraper We honor those who served. I want to thank you guys for joining in tonight, motherfuckers. Episode 90 here. I was going to get Steven Johnson Leva in from the, uh, way back at the end of, uh, season three. And now we're going into season, uh, five in about nine episodes. But I gotta wait for C2 to heal, because, like I said, she fell off a fucking side of a goddamn mountain. And in case you didn't hear it in the last episode, I'm fucking saying it again. Actually, I said it in an episode that hasn't come out yet. Yes, C2 got fucking hurt. And now you gotta hear it in the next episode that comes out, which is 
the I Love New York episode. NYC. Home to plenty of fucking cartoonists, you should fucking know. You can go on Facebook and look at the archival page. Fucking... (laughs) Fucking fuck fuck. Cartoonists, you should fucking know. Featuring a bunch of motherfuckers that have passed away or are still living or are currently doing shit all the way back from the beginning of cartoons to Adult Swim and shit like that and everything in between comic book artists, animators underground comic book artists specifically who had the hardest fucking job like me thank you for listening to Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy You've been listening to Adam Air MD GED, Underground Cartoon Therapy.